Welcome to the Life as an Observer podcast. My name is Ryan Bean. I am your host in self-observation. This podcast is an exploration of physical and non-physical self through discussion around yoga, meditation, self-improvement, self-realization, and practices that elevate the mind-body-soul connection. Let's start observing. This episode of Life as an Observer is made possible by patron support. If you'd like to support this program, you can visit patron.podbean.com backslash life as an observer to learn more. Hello and welcome again to Life as an Observer. I first wanted to just say thanks for those who tune in every, about every week we release a new episode, our new podcast on whatever service it is that you're listening to me on now. And uh, just really appreciative of uh, you tuning in and even sharing the content with others. You know, this creating content and getting it out there is not always the easiest. It's sometimes hard to to reach new networks, new people. And so you sharing on your social media and sharing links with friends um, really is quite helpful. So if you find any value in any of these episodes or even today's episode, Share it. Share it. Let people know that you're thinking about them and that you heard something that maybe would interest them. This podcast is brought to you ad-free. It's just only supported by the patrons. So I'm really appreciative of the patrons that that contribute each month to making some of these goals uh, happen and really contributing to the overall community. And if you're interested in being a part of that, you can find more information in the links below. It's uh, uh, patron.podbean uh, forward slash life as an observer. And I'll put the links in the, the show notes. Um, also, if you're listening on any of the services really, but specifically on Apple Podcasts, um, if you wouldn't mind just leaving a review, you know, just get a little five-star review saying, hey, I liked it. You can really put anything in the review, but those reviews really help the podcast in continuing to build and to get guests. Um, it has to, a little thing with the algorithm letting you know where you are in the charts and uh, helps me get, get to get guests that you may enjoy. So a lot of the guests come from our patrons. So know that if you're wanting to become a patron, you can do that for as little as $2 a month and you get some additional content um, at some other levels. I send gifts to my patrons and we do uh, live sessions and private sessions. So and that includes um, you getting to choose maybe someone that you would want on the podcast or yourself. So uh, thank you for your, uh, your reviews and your comments and your shares. Um, this is just the beginning and 2022 is right around the corner and it made me think about how I want to build new habits or at least share how you can build new habits. So that's really what today's episode is about, is about building new habits easily. Now we, we tend to talk about this in the new year, right? Where we say, you know, I'm going to do these things. I'm going to, you know, work out more. I'm going to change how I eat. I'm going to make sure I drink more water. There's there's a series of different things that we work on and we create these goals. And then a month goes by and we're doing pretty good. And then two months goes by and we're slowing down. And then uh, three months goes by and then we're here. We are at the end of March and April. And then our goals have not been accomplished or we've kind of backed off because of uh, our schedule has changed or things have happened. So what I wanted to do today is talk a little bit about how to make 
this really very large impact on your life by changing habits to complete goals. And this is how I do it. Um, I'll tell you a few stories today about how it is. But I want you to first just start by beginning um, if you were on a cruise ship, right? And you were leaving from one of the ports. uh, Let's say if we were leaving from Miami. And we were, our course was set to, to go across the Caribbean and we were going to go over to Cozumel. It's a very, very common route that you go. And we were going to go and we had a certain coordinates put in and we were going to go across the ocean and, and there it was. But imagine if you were maybe the, the captain of this boat and you were to change the course, um, maybe by 5 to 10 degrees, let's just say. And instead of pointing directly at Cozumel, you were 10 degrees off from the time leaving Miami, well, you can guess what would happen. Maybe you'd run into an island somewhere, but more than likely you would end up somewhere pointed closer to South America maybe or closer down towards um, to Central America. You, you wouldn't be on the right course. You would uh, actually miss where you need to be. And those who were on the, the, the ship would have no idea until they got to the end. They, would have, they wouldn't even notice that there was a change. Maybe if those who had been on the trip before would say, hey, it's taken us longer, but passengers wouldn't really notice. So we don't really notice changes um, because of their, their small impact is very negligible. Um, you know, like if you're trying to get in shape today and you, you go for a 20-minute run, um, you'll still be out of shape tomorrow. I, I see this a lot in yoga um, where people come and they come for, you know, two or three classes and go, I'm, I'm not flexible yet. Well, you, you got to keep repeating these small behaviors day after day and compounding them, adding more and beginning to um, find other ways to augment that and, and, to, and to make those changes. So, but if you were to go jogging or let's say you were to do yoga every day, eventually you'd be more flexible and you would have uh, a noticeable change. So if you want to make positive changes in your life, you shouldn't, um, you should recognize that change requires patience and it requires confidence that your habits that you're using are on the right tra- trajectory. You're, you're going down the right path. And even if you're not seeing um, immediate results, you may not, um, keep going, keep going because that is exactly where we want to go. So to make these changes, you have to stay on the path. So if you find that your behaviors and habits don't seem to be paying off, try to focus on what your trajectory is rather than what your current results are. If you are trying to save money and you're thinking, well, I want to have this by the end of the year, don't get down on yourself month two that you're not there yet. Don't be looking at the bank statements and don't be looking at your accounts thinking that you're not there. Just keep going and be really satisfied with the the path that you're on. So today I'm going to give several behaviors that you can do or habits that you can do that will kind of help in you being present with the trajectory rather than the current results. So the key to making these big changes in your life, you don't need to change majorly. You don't need to make a massive change in your life to see small results. You can make tiny changes in your behavior, which when you repeat them over and over and over, this will become a habit and this leads to big results. When you walk into a a room and 
let's say the lights are off or the fan is off or something that you always do, you have this uh, behavior to turn the light on, right? We want to see where we're going. And so that becomes a habit. When you walk into a room, you turn on the light. You walk into a room, you want it a certain temperature, and you just kind of do that. It's maybe like even like driving to work where we get in these automated behaviors that we've learned. And I started to do this. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little story about me, and then I'll tell you some story about some cats. <laughs> so I began to want to start my day with momentum, and so I, I needed to make some small changes. And I, I may have said this in a, in a post-podcast, uh, but... Um, when I wake up in the morning, I don't hit snooze. Usually it's my dog that wakes me up, but sometimes I wake up and um, I do my breath work immediately in bed. Now that's not the small change that I want to share with you. What I do is when I get out of bed, eventually um, I begin to make my bed. I do that first thing. That's just like a very easy thing that I can do on my path and just start making my bed. But what, instead of me just making my bed, I began to offer a mantra, a mantra that creates momentum and it's sort of me getting into that flow uh, for the day now if you were to tell yourself i'm going to create a mantra and i'm going to say that every day you might and you might keep it up for a little while but chances are without the proper or specifics of it the proper intention and time periods and really getting specific on it you may lose that mantra and so I just do it while I'm making my bed. This mantra has to do with abundance and success. Um, I made a meditation about it that I'm happy to share with you. If you message me or maybe you, you say it in your review that you want to hear more mantras, um, I, can, I can share that with you. But it is a, a meditation that I've made. It's an abundance mantra. Um, and this just kind of created the habit that every day while making my bed, I would say this mantra. And usually it's uh, one to two times. Um, depending on how slow I'm moving in the morning. Um, but eventually it becomes sort of a, uh, just something that you do like turning on the light when you walk into a room. Now, there was a, um, a psychologist, his name was Edward Thorndike, and he read about this in a, in a book about habits forming. But Edward Thorn Thorndike um, demonstrated there was this experiment that he did with cats and he, he put them in this black box, which sounds really frightening, but he put them in this black box and, um, you know, of course you put a cat in a black box that wants to get out. So it would start scratching and it would start clawing at the walls. And eventually that, the cat found that there was a lever or a lock that they could unlock and the door would pop open and they could get out. So, uh, Edward, he decided he, he took the cats and who had succeeded in escaping and then redo the experiment. So his findings were, after being put in the box a few times, each cat learned that this, that this was an option. They could turn the lever. So rather than scrambling around for minutes after minutes, they just went straight for that, you know, to unlatch it. And after he had played with them maybe 20 or 30 times in this box, box the, uh, the cats would get out within four or five seconds. They got out really, really quick. So in other words, the, the process of getting out of the box had become a habit for them. They just got in, they got out. So uh, Edward had Edward Thorndike had discovered that the behaviors gave us satisfying consequences. In, in, in this case, gaining freedom. So it was, they gained freedom. That was their kind of the reward. And they wanted to repeat it every, every single time. So just like the cats, we um, find ourselves sometimes scrambling 
and stumbling and trying to find these satisfying solutions. And thankfully, we know about how this works. So habits begin with a cue or a trigger. Okay, walking into a dark room cues you to turn on the light. It just says, oh, this, these, these things go together. And then comes this craving for change. So in this case, the ability to see or, you know, maybe it's turning on the fan. It's the craving for um, that white noise or, you know, something along those lines. There's, a, there's some sort of reward that comes from that. And then um, comes our response, us flipping the light switch or turning on the fan or putting on music. And the final step in that process is just the, the end goal. It's, it's the reward. Here it is. There it is. The feeling, the relief, the satisfaction, the glory, whatever it is that you're getting from that, that creates that dopamine hit. Okay. And so th- we're going to get back to dopamine hits in here in a little bit, but um, we, we tend to, to find that as a reward. And I, I, I liked the idea. I remember I read a study about dopamine and how when we get likes and and comments on our on our social media posts or even just us looking at them kind of gives us that dopamine hit um, feeling connected if it's in that way so there's ways we can tie some good behaviors with maybe some of those negative behaviors that are rewards for us so i'll I'll talk about that here in a little bit but um, i wanted to go into this building new habits is is really hard Um, it's mostly hard because we are products as humans of comfort, right? We just want things to be easy. And so, you know, when we, when we uh, hear or have stimuli, um, we want to react to it and we want to feel that there is change happening around us. And so, you know, like, for instance, if your phone like rings or buzzes, you get in it, you're like, ooh, somebody wants to talk to me or there's somebody who likes my... So we, we, we look for these answers within our some of our technology. But there was a um, um, a situation that I was in, not a situation, I was at a retreat. And a retreat kind of cued us to drink more water. Now, that may be your goal. That may be your goal um, that you want to drink more water. And that's your goal for the year. And you want to create a habit. And you want it to be just like flipping on the switch. Well... I read a story about a, uh, a doctor um, and she wanted to improve her patients, like how they ate, how they ate, how they drank. And so what she did is she had the hospital cafeteria rearrange the refrigerators and the, the bins and whatnot that were near the cash register that usually contained sugary drinks, uh, sodas and, and other sugary drinks, and introduced there to be drinking stations and water and places to fill their bottles. And over three months, um, the the soda sales dropped and the water sales uh, water sales went up by twenty five percent. Just people making healthier choices because there was a queue in front of them. They just there was water right there. So this simple change in the environment made a really big difference. And I I did this at the retreat where we just had water out all the time. And if it's out, you'll drink it. You won't reach for something else. Um, you know, this is something that employers can, can do to, to help with the uh, health of their employees, having, having, uh, you know, refillable bottles and, uh, water stations. And there's a lot of intention you can put into it. Um, uh, Veronica, who we had on the, the podcast, uh, uh, last episode is someone who introduced that to me. 
and um, you know, creating this vortex water and giving it attention and adding flower essences, all really beautiful. It's not completely necessary, but what it's doing is it's putting intention and it's putting the water right in front of you so you can do that. So um, it's a really great way to having that cue. You know, if you want to learn to play an instrument, don't put it away, right? Don't put it um, <laughs> where you can't see it, tucking it, tucking it away or hanging it up. Make it to where you always see it. I, I play hand pans and flutes and I leave them out. I, I, they're, if they're out, I'll play them. But if I put, tuck to them away in nice little cases, um, that's great if you're traveling, but um, you probably won't pull them out without uh, that cue, that cue that you need to be able to do that. So leave it out. If you want to eat healthier, leave healthy snacks out. Don't leave ones that are not healthy. I don't keep any uh, unhealthy snacks in my view. Now, it's not that I don't eat them, but they're not where I can grab at them all the time. And that's really kind of key is just saying, ah, they're way out of the way. I have to go out of my way to get them. But that that's healthy is right there. So again, creating that cue that's right in front of you and strengthening these cues. So most of us tend to be really vague uh, about our intentions and uh, kind of like the, uh, I want to be healthier is very vague, right? Um, I want to be more in shape, kind of vague. And if you want to create a habit, you really need to, to remove that and be more, a little bit more direct. So we say things like, I'm going to, I'd like to be in better shape, but really a better way of saying that is on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I go to the gym, set an alarm in your phone that, that reminds you that that is when it's happening. Um, another way is, you know, putting on your running shoes as part of a habit, just putting them on. Even if you don't go for a run, putting on your running shoes as part of the habit, maybe when you get home from work, rather than turning on the TV, rather than doing something else, just putting your shoes on and see what happens. This is kind of like, for me, when I come home um, from teaching a class, I don't always want to do yoga. <laughs> so, but if I roll out the mat, it's staring at me. It's like it's taunting me. <laughs> Come sit on the mat. And so by sitting on the mat, then you eventually start to move a little bit. And then you say, you know what, I'm going to create a flow for tomorrow. And the, the same is true with um, with reading. You know, if you put keep the book that you're reading only by your bed, then that's probably the only place you're going to read it. But what if you put it right in the middle of the room, you put it on the floor near everything, maybe even put it on top of the TV remotes, a good chance you'd probably pick that book up to start reading it, right? Good possibility. So humans, by the, in the most part, are motivated by rewards. And you got to make rewards kind of attractive or you're not going to stick to them. So there was this neuroscientist, his name was James Olds, and he ran an experiment to test this. Um, using electrodes, he blocked the release of this neurotransmitter dopamines that were in uh, test rats. And to surprise, um, to their surprise, the rats like lost the will to live. They didn't want to eat. They didn't want to drink. They didn't want to reproduce. They didn't want to do anything. And days later, of course, we're talking about water, but they all died of thirst. They all died of dehydration. The brain, the human brain releases these dopamines and it's a really good uh, feel-good hormone, uh, especially when we do things that are pleasurable. 
uh, eating and having sex. And there, there's a lot of things that we, that we get these dopamine hits from, like I said earlier, from our, our phones sometimes. But we get uh, this feeling of dopamine when we simply anticipate those pleasurable activities. It's, we don't even have to do them. It's like the brain's way of driving us forward to make us not quit. So the brain's reward system is on par with getting something. Um, and this goes a long way. Um, anticipation. Uh, think about holidays, your birthday and Christmas and stuff. Maybe as a kid where you had that anticipation and it was dopamine after dopamine hit. And that's why maybe thinking or dreaming about these uh, healthy lifestyles or how you'll feel when you've lost 20 pounds or how it'll feel to gain some knowledge or take a course, it releases the same kind of dopamine hits and being in that place. So we can turn this knowledge to our advantage to starting to form habits. So um, a great technique for this is taking this uh, behavior that you think is important, and but maybe it's unappealing like running, and link it to a behavior that you're drawn to. So one that'll give you a dopamine hit. Think about this. If you don't like to run or you don't like to work out, how do I motivate myself to work out or run? And it's, it's, it's hard to, to find ways, and, but you can get really, really creative. There was a, a guy named Ronan Bryn, uh, I think that's how you say his name, Bryn or Brian, an engineer uh, in Ireland, and he um, wanted to exercise more, but he found that he was popping down on the TV too much, uh, and that was preventing him from doing that. So what he did is he engineered his exercise bike <laughs> he exercised bike, so and it was connected to his laptop, and he wrote a little code that only allowed his uh, laptop to work. Uh, I think it was maybe with Netflix or Hulu, and made it so that it would only work if he attained a certain speed on the bike. So literally by linking this behavior to something he didn't want to do, he was drawn to do it because it... it it produced a, an output or a reward that he did want. This is amazing. And this is amazing now. And you, you maybe need to be an engineer to figure that one out. But you could give yourself a reward just by simply saying, if I do this, then I will get that. And, I mean, he, he, he kind of hacked it so he couldn't watch his TV without exercising, but you could do that for yourself. Take the batteries out of your remote and you can have them maybe after your run or maybe you um, you make it so that you have to go get batteries you know, every once a week and you change the batteries out or you do something along those lines to create a reward that is produced by doing something you don't like doing. Now, if you want to build a habit, you really need to make it easy. Um, at least easy to adopt, easy to, to start. Because a lot of times we're going to pick the easiest thing for us and that's scrolling through our social media. We're going to get and do all that. We're going to say, I am not going to try to learn to speak Spanish this week. I'm not going to try to do that because that's a lot of effort and I'm not going to try to get healthy because that's going to require a lot of time. I'm going to get sweaty. You're going to come up with all, ex all these excuses and you're probably going to get stuck scrolling your phone. So we got to make these behaviors really easy and turn them into habits. Luckily, lots of tricks that we can do. And in, uh, in doing so, we really need to just create 
this um, easier and more digestible options. Easier and more digestible options. So if you wanted to read more, I'll tell you what my hack was. <laughs> I created a book club and I wanted to read more, but I knew that I was having a hard time reading as much as I wanted to. And I could, you could use whatever excuses you wanted. You could say that you don't have time. You can say that there's not a book that you want to read. You can say you've already learned everything, whatever. There's so many w excuses we can give. But for me, I wanted to learn more and I wanted to have reasons to read. So I created an online book club um, that is on Insight Timer. And it is not my most attended class, but it is one that is very satisfying for me because I am creating a habit of reading and I'm being pushed to then talk about what I've read. For me to continue to do that, I have to leave my book in a very open space in my, in my house. And I have to make sure that I at least pick it up. So every day I just say to myself, I'm just going to read two pages. Just pick it up, read two pages. That's simple. And some days that is all that happens. <laughs> two pages, that's it. But more than likely, when you pick up the book and you say, I'm going to do two pages, what ends up happening? You kind of get into it and you're like, oh, I, I'm actually really liking this. I'm actually really enjoying this. And so you read maybe another page or two and then it becomes that habit. Maybe you read a chapter just by starting, just by starting, you're creating a habit and, and you could do this if it had to do with um, other habits in your life. Maybe you wanted to drink more water. And so you say, okay, I'm just going to keep a cup of water by my bed and I make sure I drink it in the morning. No big deal. But then you'll find that you probably want it later in the day. Just keeping that cup available is a good way to do that. Um, having a water bottle that you carry with you. Easy. If it's empty, you are probably prone to fill it up and probably use it. But if you don't have a, a container for your water, you're probably you're not going to fill things up. So there's some things that you can do, like a habit tracking journal, if you want to keep yourself uh, accountable. Uh, Benjamin Franklin was really big on doing things like this, writing in a journal. And that may be something for you. Maybe it's not. Um, but creating a habit tracking journal is a really good way. And you can write in things that you've accomplished and you can see and track your results. If that's the kind of, you know, personality that you have, that you want to track those things, but also something that you can do that I like in my own journals. Now I don't have it necessarily, um, as a habit tracking journal, but I do write in certain things that I, that I do throughout the day and maybe little trip reports, things about my meditations, breathwork reports, that kind of stuff. I just write them down in a very unformal setting. I kind of do these sometimes in a, in a five minute gratitude journal. And just the three things that I really wanted today to be great with, what will make today great. And then at the end of the day, I say three things that did show up to make today great. So just you know, nine little items throughout the day. And so usually I put things like meditated, ice bath, you know, red, uh, drink, uh, the, you know, a lot of water. I just, just things like that. And you can write those in there. But what I would encourage you to do, especially if you're creating something that is very analytical, you're really looking at it and going, okay, if I do a workout for three months straight and I don't miss, I do three times a week for three months, you know, and I don't miss uh, 12 times a, a month and that, you know, and we, we move into 36 times in that, that, that period, then this is my reward. 
Now, how cool is that to say, okay, I did something that I didn't think I could do, but here is my reward. And you got to give yourself the reward. You can't say, well, you can't make an excuse. You can't say that, you know, the money is not there or, you know, maybe you didn't lose the weight that you wanted to. You make the commitment that says, I did this for this amount of times on this timeline and here is my reward. This is a really great way to start a habit that, that you are going to probably uh, recreate or do another goal because you received a reward. Imagine if that was, you know, if you were trying to lose weight and you were like being very strict about your diet, but your reward after three months was something that you love that's not good for you. <laughs> Let's say it's like a, a cake or if it's a ice cream or if it's something that you really enjoyed eating, but you're trying to, to not do um, during that time period. But yet when it comes time, rewarding yourself. And I do this a lot with uh, trips for myself. I don't really buy a lot of things or have anything that I necessarily like to eat, but I do reward myself with with different trips and different places that I go. And that's not always possible right when you want it. But if you say, okay, this is what I need to do. I need to make this many podcasts. This is how I need to 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 keep myself accountable. And then at the end of that, that's where I'll reward myself with a retreat. And that retreat usually turns into more content for me and then I can uh, re-offer it to my audience. So very pleasurable way of satisfying um, yourself and creating these habits to maintain them. So now let's take a look on how we can stick to this. We have to create this framework, right? We have to create this framework through habit tracking or the second technique is just to impose those negative consequences. Um, You can create a contract with yourself and this is something that I haven't done yet, but I'm, as I was reading about it, there was this entrepreneur, his name was Brian Harris from Nashville, and he created this contract. He signed it, him and his wife and his personal trainer, <laughs> and it was to lose weight. And he identified a bunch of different habits that would get him there. And this included his food intake and his working out and his water. And he set up these different penalties. And these were monetary penalties. If he didn't go to his trainer, he would lose, you know, he'd have to pay his trainer extra or he'd have to give his wife something. And this strategy worked for him because it was just, it was fear of like losing his money and, and losing and, and not uh, completing the task. Now, yours doesn't need to be a monetary thing at all. You're just making a contract saying, this is what I'm going to do. Um, we do this sometimes in our, in our first of the year planning where we do vision boards, right? And this is the things that we want in our life. And this is what, how we see our year turning out, but why not set this up as a habit contract instead of a vision board? So kind of detailing your journey and what your expectations are of yourself, make them realistic. You got to make them realistic and sticking to that positive habit, even if it's small, and achieving these big things in your life by maybe just making a contract. For me, my vision board, I keep it right by my bed, and I make it every January, and it usually has things that I want um, from my, my year, and I look at it every morning, usually as I'm making the bed, doing that mantra, I see it, I look at the different pictures and words that are on there, and I almost reaffirm the contract that I've made with myself. 
And mine has a lot, lot to do with uh, self-study. Mine from, from last January had a lot to do with self-study, um, certifications in different breathwork modalities, um, advancing in my yoga practice, and doing more stuff with retreats. And that is exactly what I'm, I'm leaning in towards. I can't wait until next year to be able to start a new one. Um, and actually, as I'm talking about retreats, there's going to be a bunch of them coming up. So stay tuned. I'm going to talk about them here on the podcast if you're interested in kind of learning some of these techniques uh, right from me um, live, um, will be lots of opportunities for retreats and workshops and another opportunities. And of course, on the um, on the Patreon account, um, we can do live sessions on there too. So, in summary, a tiny change in your behavior will not necessarily transform you overnight. There's just that small change needs to be lasting, but turn that behavior into a habit and that something that you do every day and you will absolutely make changes in your life. It's not about making these big breakthroughs or revolutionizing, having this enlightened life or any of that. It's, it's about building a positive um, group of habits that when combined give you very remarkable results. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't think you need to change everything immediately. Just start small and keep yourself accountable, maybe through that, that tracker or just putting it on a vision board, creating these automated behaviors like we talked about with the lights, just things that you'll have right in front of you that, that give you those kind of rewards immediately. And small changes will become life changing results. I look forward to hearing from you if you're trying to start a new habit or if you'd like to to start working on um, committing to meditating every day or if you want to break an addiction. All these things are all possible if you start to build habits that lead in that direction. I would love to be uh, part of your journey. Please message me if you're interested in talking to me more about it. You can find me at Ryan Bean Yoga on the social media sites, um, Instagram, Facebook, and so forth. Um, and um, I have my contact information in the notes. So just message me. Tell me how you're doing with your habits. Um, I would even love to hear about that as you make a review of maybe today's podcast saying this is the, the habit that you're going to change. This is, this is the small behavior that you're changing, and this is how you're doing it, and this is how you're keeping yourself accountable. That would be really amazing to hear about and to connect with you on. Um, thanks for joining today. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Life as an Observer. <laughs>